This episode of the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast is brought to you by the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. Tune in for the latest video game news and discussions covering all platforms and genres. Search for Midwest Game Nerds in iTunes and subscribe today. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Willie. I'm Tim. Today we're going to talk about some film news, and then we're going to go right into a full review of Matthew Vaughn's Kingsman The Secret Service. Before we get to all that, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is where you'd write to us about anything we talk about, or the show, or uh, just your general thoughts about anything. Food for thought questions. We haven't gotten one of those in a while. Please uh, write in. Uh, follow us on Twitter at MFN Podcast. We're also on Instagram by that name. We're on Facebook, search for Midwest Film Nerds Podcast, same for Vine. And finally, 248-7335-MFN, give us a call. We'll uh, play your voicemail on the air and talk about it. That's 248-7335-636 for those of you that don't have letters on your phone, which is nobody. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. Don't write in and tell us you have a phone without the letters on it. Liar. <laughs> we don't believe you. All right, so first up here, we've got the uh, trailer for The Man from Uncle has been released. This is the next film by Guy Ritchie and starring Army Hammer and Henry Cavill, better known as Guy from Social Network and Superman, respectively. Uh, what do you guys think? We just watched this before we started recording. I liked it. It looks charming. Jazzy. It is jazzy. Yeah, it is jazzy. Yeah. It's, it's Guy Ritchie in his wheelhouse, I guess. Yeah. You do what you know. Yeah. <laughs> it looks fun. I mean, I, you know, I don't know much about the old show or anything, and I can't claim to be yeah. a fan, but I, I think it, it looks like it, it definitely looks like it's kind of harkening back to that that era of television and, and movies, which is kind of cool. It's got that vibe of that kind of period vibe about it almost. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, it looks cool. I watched the trailer because I didn't really care about it anyway, and it doesn't really give anything away other than there's handsome men in this movie. So yeah, doing handsome men things. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. As Tim, what did you what did you say? Uh, cool or uh, cool cat thing or what? I don't know. Cool, I don't cool, know. cool cats doing cool cat things. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably see it. Yeah. I like Guy Ritchie. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not a huge Guy Ritchie fan. I haven't seen all of his movies. I'm not like. I know a lot of people that are kind of diehards and like they they'll watch everything he puts out. And I mean, I've I've never been that uh, attached to him as a director, but this looks like fun. So yeah. yeah, I think I've seen every Guy Ritchie movie, and I'm not even a fan. I mean, he's all right, but I kind of like when. I mean, I'm more interested in this now than I would be if he wasn't attached to it, just because he is a director that I've mm-hmm. seen. So he's got a certain yeah. style to it. At least they gave it to someone with like an actual a vision. A vision. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Army Hammer is like the king of like starring in TV ab- adaptations that I've never watched. <laughs> so, <laughs> so good for him. But yeah, he's had a rough go uh, a little bit. I mean, he's they've they've kind of tried to plug him into different franchises and it hasn't really stuck. So yeah, I think he I think he kind of almost fits this one a little bit. It seems like he's going to have fun with it, and yeah. it's you know. Um, Whereas with like the Lone Ranger, I was never just like, oh, he makes me want to see. The-. No, I don't care. Have we seen that? Have you seen that? I have. Not. I still haven't. I I want to see it. I've heard it's really not as bad as most people say yeah. it is. And it's it, just not. It probably isn't. Yeah. But, yeah. Has Henry Cavill? Like, what's he been in other? He's been in Immortals. 
saw that. Uh, I like. In, uh, he was on the Tudors for a lot for yeah. I think the whole Tudors. run of the show. Okay, well, that was really kind of where he got his uh, his start. I think was, yeah. was the Tudors. I think so. I, yeah, I don't know if if he's been in much else. So I saw then. him in Immortals, but I didn't really watch that. Kinda, <laughs> it was just kind of on. Yeah, <laughs> and then saw him in Superman. I don't know if I really watched that either. <laughs> I like I like him as Superman. I like him. I liked Brandon Routh I as liked Superman, him as Superman too. too. I thought he was good. But I yeah, I like just yeah. So. And I liked parts of it. So. So you saw Superman and was like, man, he'd make a great man from Uncle. <laughs> like, get this guy <laughs> to man from Uncle. <laughs> Stat. <laughs> Periods in between. He's the guy for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he's the no guy. Richie is the guy for us. Ooh. That was a dumb cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Next up on the docket, we got the trailer for Judd Apatow and uh, Amy Schumer's Trainwreck. Uh, so uh, Judd Apatow's last movie, this is 40, right? Yep. Yeah. Before that was Funny People, I think. Yep. yep. Yeah. So kind of two that didn't really land as well as 40-Year-Old Virgin and, and uh, Knocked Up and those. How did you guys feel about those in the first place? Tim, do you want to go first? I liked Funny People better than This Is 40. Okay. I liked Seth Rogen and um, oh Eric Bana. Yeah. Funny People, <laughs> but it's way too long. I mean, yeah. it's insanely long. This yeah. Is 40 was a nightmare for me. It was just bitching for like two and a half hours. <laughs> and I'm it, getting old. Oh, my God. Like, my life is too good. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just, ugh. I watched some of it. It was just yelling at each other and just screeching, yeah. and I didn't like it. Okay. Um, but I like Judd Apatow, and I hope he's feeling better. <laughs> that movie made me bum for him. <laughs> Willie, what have you thought of the previous, the the more recent Judd Apatow films? Funny People wasn't very good. I didn't like it. It just wasn't very funny. I think was my problem. Like it went way too far into like the Judd Apatow drama direction, which yeah. is fine in small. You know, doses, but like the whole movie was was that, and and then this is forty. I don't know. I I mean, Tim's not wrong. I just found yeah. it kind of entertaining because I'm like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to get here. In yeah, life. life is really gonna blow, <laughs> but at least I can laugh at it now. Yeah, you know, you know it's coming. Right. No, I mean it was. It, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he hasn't had a had a really really good movie since uh, Knocked Up, and even Knocked Up took a couple of viewings for me for me to actually feel yeah that way about it. So. Okay, so Trainwreck, we've got uh, Amy Schumer, who's who's you know got her own show on on uh, Comedy Central and kind of coming up in the comedy world. What do you guys think about the trailer? Are you are you in? Does it look like Return to Form? I'll see it. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't like watching comedy trailers too much. Yeah, because they do give away. But Apatow movies are usually better at usually find something. Yeah, more to laugh at. Amy Schumer's really funny. Yeah. I, um, I've only seen a little bit of her stuff, but her show is really funny from what I've seen. I've seen a couple skits from it. They're they're mean. Yeah. A lot of them. I yep. like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and to well deserved targets too. Um, I think one of my favorite skits that I've seen from that show I haven't seen many is the one where she's at the bar and there's the bar magician doing tricks. Is that Have the you okay? Seen that one? It's so good. Is everybody, it, everybody, go look that up if you want to know more about Amy Schumer. But okay, is it the nice guy app one? I don't. Because that's really think funny so. too. She does one like that helps women figure out like the nice guy at oh. a bar. It's really funny and really mean <laughs> and really good. And then she did a uh, the other one that 
blew up on the internet. She did like a Sarkin, like if Aaron Sarkin wrote a fast yeah. food drama. Yep. <laughs> it was really funny. That too. was really good too. So um, yeah, this trailer is really funny. LeBron James is in it. He's giving a performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's all over it. And John, John Cena. Cena. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty impressive. Yeah, but it's it, I don't know. I kind of like the way it kind of. It looks like it kind of flips it like. And Bill Hader, he's a charmer. Absolutely. Yeah, Bill Hader's a charmer. I, I, I think it looks like like the last half of the trailer looks really adorable. Right. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm down. Yeah. The first half, I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't really get people like this. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right. But I'm I'll, I'm down. I'm I'm down to give Judd Apatow another chance. I don't think he's burned any bridges for me so no and i think it's cool like they're obviously going for like she's the guy in a romantic comedy yeah the girl in the romantic comedy i think that's kind of a cool yeah and a funny way to go about it yeah so and hater can pull that off with and still maintain and it looks like it's it's like really heavily criticizing like the idea of like (laughs) oh don't call somebody like more than 20 like and i think that's really funny like dating culture nowadays is like really stupid and i don't know Maybe I'm letting too much of my personal life leak into the podcast, but no, it's true. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of weird like rules that people have established that don't always make a lot of sense, <laughs> <laughs> and I think people just follow them because why not? Because yeah. I'm, you know, I don't know. But no, I think it's that's funny. There's kind of a commentary going on on the state of the single world out there, and <laughs> yeah, that's humorous. It should be interesting. Yeah, I like the LeBron watches Downton Abbey. I hope that's a <laughs> real thing based on truth. <laughs> about yeah. his life. I want I'd like to think that he him and Mama James kind of sit down and He was um he was on Instagram the other day and he was uh he was talking about the Fresh Prince episode where Will Smith's dad leaves him and he was oh, posting yeah. pictures of himself watching and he's like I always get emotional during this. So maybe he does. That's beautiful. Right? <laughs> That's, That's beautiful. a great episode of Fresh Prince. Though. It is really good. Yeah. Will Smith tries really hard in that. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, this is not Ali Will Smith. This is <laughs> This is the Jazzy Jeff years. So all right, next up we've got the uh yesterday the 40th reunion the 40th uh anniversary of Saturday Night Live was uh televised. They had like a reunion with pretty much everybody who mattered. Who showed up? I want to know, guy. I haven't seen this. Who didn't show up? But who um pretty much everybody showed up except for I don't think I saw Sands, Horatio Sands. Yeah, I didn't see Horatio Eddie Mur- Sands. Eddie Murphy there. was there. Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Murphy was there. there. And Did it was you do really James Brown. No. No, he didn't do anything. It was really kind of awkward because they had this like Chris Rock had this like monologue building up to introducing Eddie and it Murphy. It was pretty amazing. It he was, was really, Rock. really good. <laughs> it was fantastic. And then Eddie Murphy takes the stage and just kinda like, Oh, uh, yeah, this is a lot like uh high school. Yep, uh clap for this thing we're doing and cut to commercial, please. He like said that, basically. <laughs> it was Him and Chevy were very yeah. Awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would expect it from Chevy. Yeah. 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 So I, it, all in all, when I was watching it, like I, I was really excited, and I was like, "This is cool," and everybody's back together, and they're kind of rehashing over everything, and and they they played a lot of like clip segments, and they did a few like rehashes of of certain things, like uh, Dan Aykroyd did the Bassomatic skit. That's again, wonderful. Which I don't think Tim was super hot on. No, he was. No, I wasn't crazy about it, but I mean, it was nice for him, but he was, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't like particularly like. It. He wasn't. There were um, people from that cast, I thought, that did a much better job than he did yeah. slipping back into their old way. I, I thought Lorraine Newman was really impressive yep. last night. When yep. she was doing, yeah. So. Uh, but it, it's, it was, I think it was a lot of fun to watch 
everybody get back to it. They did a weekend update with Amy Poehler and Tina Fey and Jane Curtin. That's cool. So it was it was kind of awesome. That's cool. But uh, I heard uh, they had a celebrity uh, Jeopardy. Oh, the celebrity Jeopardy killed. Yeah, yeah Norm Macdonald yeah. came back. <laughs> yep. Yeah. They had they had like five Jeopardy contestants, which was That's really awesome. kind of awesome. Did Sandler show up? Uh, Sandler, yeah, Sandler did Opera Man. Which yeah. Really? Good. Sandler did Opera Man, and he was also in a digital short. Yeah, him and Sandberg did a digital That's short, cool. which was kind of cute. How about um, Spade? Spade was Spade there. Was there. Yep. Yeah. Mike Myers? Mike Myers, they, they did Wayne's World last night. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got to watch It's this. worth uh, checking out the skits, at least. It was it dragged out yeah. for a little bit, and they had a lot of musical performances, but, I mean, it was it's NBC, so they're giving SNL three and a half hours because they're NBC. Yeah, they have nothing their, else. It's to... their best bet going, yeah. honestly, which is... And it was their biggest ratings in, like, eight years, apparently. It's so. scary that they rely so much on a show that runs at Saturday night at 1130. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But, yeah, I would definitely, if you can check it out on Hulu, it's probably a lot shorter because of the lack of commercials, hopefully. I mean, there's still going to be a fair amount on there from Hulu, but... I think it's definitely worth checking out. If you're a fan of Saturday Night Live and, and yeah, I'd be, you want to see them all get back together. It'd be cool. Yeah. There were, there were a few. <laughs> Kanye was there. And there were, Sarah Palin was there, too. And it was, oh, we should talk. Yeah, some of the groupings that yeah. were there. Uh, yeah, Sarah Palin, Steven Spielberg, and Taylor Swift were sitting by each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think Kevin Klein was there. But Kevin Klein. And Tim, then yeah, and, uh, uh, Piz from Veronica Mars was sitting next to Bradley Cooper. <laughs> yeah, it, it was... <laughs> It was quite a mix of, of people. Did Robert Downey Jr. show up? I mean, he technically was a cast uh, member. I don't he, think I don't. We didn't. They made a Robert Downey Jr. joke. They made a Robert Downey Jr. joke because. But um, I would have. I imagine they would have. They would have run. Yeah, they would have. I imagine that if he was there, they would have done something yeah, with him. Yeah. But he, I don't think he showed up. Uh, but hmm. no, they had they had like a healthy dose of like. Uh, self-deprecation and just Good. being like, uh, you know, there was a fantastic John Lovitz joke. Yeah, they yeah. did. A, they did an in memoriam segment where they went through everybody and then they cut to John Lovitz in it, like well, because, as if he was dead. Yeah, because they hit. Yeah, yeah. Like earlier on in the show, they kind of hit on the idea that like John Lovitz had passed, and then they cut to John Lovitz and he's just like, <laughs> I'm right here. Up. He's like, what the hell? And That's then they amazing. actually put him in the in memoriam, which was That's amazing. It was it was, it was so pretty good. well done. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So, that makes me happy. Yeah, definitely check it out if you're an SNL fan. But all right, and finally for non-film news because that's what we talk about on the whoa, whoa, film whoa. news podcast. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what? What? John Stewart is in an excellent movie entitled Half Baked. <laughs> that's okay. That's and fair. the faculty. Oh my god, he is in the faculty. <laughs> uh, John Stewart is leaving the Daily Show at some mm. point this year. Um, uh, this is sad. It's it's kind of weird. We we like okay. So uh, Letterman left yeah. or mm-hmm. is leaving, and Colbert's moving there. We also lost Colbert from the Colbert Show. Uh, Craig Ferguson left his show, and we're getting James Corden. And it's really it's strange. Like I I I feel like we're losing a lot of late night people right now. And yeah, and and to be honest, I mean, even having Conan back now, it's not really the same. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean he's. I mean, not that he isn't still funny. I mean, I've caught a few episodes here and there, but it's it's kind of different having him not on a network. I feel yeah. like Conan's reached that. Um, Conan's reached that like Letterman on CBS phase where he was really amazing on his twelve thirty show, and then Letterman went to CBS, and he's still. I mean, if you're if you're a Letterman fan or a Conan fan, it's still Letterman or Conan, yeah. but it's it's not what it was. Right. So. Yeah, I and I I think Conan gets so much more freedom over there 
that it's it's not like a lot of the fun that I had watching Conan back in the day was like Conan fighting with the network, being like, "What can I actually him trying do?" Trying to push their show? buttons. Yeah, him him kind of pushing his boundaries was a lot of fun to me. But now, uh, John Stewart, I, I mean, he's hosted the Daily Show for like twenty years now, or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, because around twenty years. Yeah, Bill yeah. was before him yeah so and craig kilborn who also did the late late show like it's all weird and incestuous apparently but <laughs> yeah uh no I, I i don't know what else there is to say really just that uh i'm sure he will be quite missed and and i'm sure whoever they get to fill in for him is is probably going to be pretty it's a bummer for them that they lost john oliver yeah because <laughs> yeah, yeah he like was if... perfect for that and i don't think his I don't think his shtick wouldn't. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't need HBO to work. Yeah, I think he proved that. So it's kind of a bummer for Comedy Central. I haven't watched Larry Wilmore show. I always liked him on The Daily Show. Yeah, I, that's the thing is that these show, like both the Colbert Report and well, mostly The Daily Show. Like The Daily Show correspondents have like such a cast of people who are all basically they all tried out for SNL at some point, which is the funny part. But like having people like Colbert and Steve Carell and uh, John Oliver and like all of them. Like they make a very good stable of people, so I'm sure that they will transfer it on to somebody who is uh, who's fit for the job. But it's one of those things where it's like the end of an era, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess you know, Kimmel will be around for a long time, I think, still, and and Fallon. I think Fallon's kind of settled in now. Like, I li- yeah, said. and I, I like Fallon a lot more. I don't know about Seth. I haven't watched much of Seth Meyers. I've, yeah. I'm looking forward to Colbert. I think I'm really interested. That'll be nice. I yeah. I am excited to see how Colbert is on on uh, on the main networks. I think. Did Stewart is he go is he going to be directing more? Is that his thing? That's kind of what I heard. Is that he wants to do more of a directorial thing? Well, he just did a movie, right? He did Rosewater. Yeah. I don't. You none of us have seen it, right? No, I, have not. I don't. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I think I it's saw out. a behind the scenes thing for it. I think. Okay. Yeah, I I think it was on my most anticipated, but I. Probably. It was at least an honorable mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't. I haven't seen it. I, did it. I don't think it came around here. Probably. I don't think so. I think it was very limited release, so it should be out on DVD or something soon. But. Uh, the best. Uh, Bill Bill Clinton had like the best tweet on this. What did he say? I, I he was like, "Now that John Stewart's leaving the Daily Show, does this mean I finally get a Death to Smoochie sequel?" <laughs> did Bill Clinton really say that? Yeah. That oh was, man. I mean, did he say it or did someone on his? It, it, no, I would Bill. imagine it has to be him because I can't remember. I can't believe that someone in charge of his Twitter would think to make a death to Smoochie joke. No, that yeah. seems that seems kind of Bill. I think <laughs> no, yeah. I think I think it is Bill because I feel like I think he and George W. like tweet at each other all the time. So okay. I think they're. I think it's actually him. But well, I hope that we get a death to Smoochie sequel. But it, you're, it, it would you're be a death to Smoochie fan, aren't you? Huge fan. Yep. Yeah. I've I, never I, seen although it. Rainbow Randolph could not be there, so that'd be that'd be rough. Yeah. You need to see Death of Smoochie. I know. It's That's really what funny. I've heard. Yeah. I love Edward Norton, love Robin Williams. I don't know why you really I haven't enjoy seen it, it yet. But. You really enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think that wraps up our non-review segment of the Midwest Film News Podcast. So we'll move on to our full review of Matthew Vaughn's Kingsman, The Secret Service. Uh, this film stars Colin Firth, Taron Edgerton, Samuel L. Jackson, Michael Caine, uh, Mark Strong, and Jack Davenport, a bunch of other people. The uh, synopsis on IMDb says the spy organization recruits an unrefined but promising street kid into the agency's ultra-competitive training program just as a global threat emerges from a twisted tech genius. Yes. So, 
Uh, Matthew Vaughn. I don't think we've had a chance to review a Matthew Vaughn film as of yet because his last one before this was First Class. And that was pre uh, Midwest Film Nerds. Yeah, that's true. But um, I suppose we could go around real quick. How do you feel about Matthew Vaughn in general? I have not seen a Matthew Vaughn movie I didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Tim yeah. agrees. Yeah, I, I, I heap a lot of praise on Matthew Vaughn, even though I've only seen like one of his movies, because the fact that First Class was anywhere near as good as it was mm-hmm. is remarkable, because like, they made that movie in a year. Yeah. And that's, it's really impressive. It's ridiculous. And the so. first Kick-Ass, I think, is an impressive movie, too. I know that yeah, that's not, true. it's not for everybody, but I, I, th- I still think the first one really is a very cool, mm-hmm. uh, interesting, unique movie. So Yeah. All right. So, Kingsman, uh, does anybody want to start? Any general thoughts here? Sure. Willie, how would you feel about Kingsman? I liked Kingsman. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a romp. Yeah. You know? And, and, and I, you know, it was, it was somewhere in between, like, schlocky and, like, a, like a big-budget like blockbuster and kind of a drama too. It was yeah. like a weird mixture of the three. And I, it kind of, a lot of movies are trying to do that now where they, they kind of genre mix and bend and tonally shift all over the place. And I think that, um, I think that's really still us feeling the after effects of Tarantino. Like I still, I still think we're getting like the shock waves of how huge Tarantino was when he first came on the scene. Yeah. And I think that Matthew Vaughn, managed to wrangle all that together for the most part and i it's an it's it's an enjoyable movie it doesn't wind up it, yeah it shifts totally especially in the third act it gets really really goofy for me yeah um which is fine uh but in most movies i think i'd be bothered by it he manages to make it work which is nice um the lead kid uh t- is it taron taron edgerton yeah taron edgerton he's re- he's really good um i liked him a lot I, I mean this isn't like a star is born moment or anything but i think the kid's gonna do other stuff and he's gonna be He's going to be a, like somebody to keep an eye on. Um, Colin Firth as a badass, always great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't even say always great. It's never happened before. I should say, I hope it continues. Yeah. I hope we get a Liam Neeson-esque renaissance from Colin Firth where he <laughs> murders people in his movies. Um, <laughs> Taken four. Oh, my God. <laughs> where he like, aven- he, like, avenges Liam Neeson's kidnapping or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm down. Um... Yeah, everybody was pretty cool. Sam Jackson. What if the sequel to The Equalizer was Colin Firth and Denzel Washington? Oh, Alex. <laughs> and Liam Neeson. <laughs> I could get my crossover movie that I wanted. And John and Wick. And John Wick. John Wick murders them all. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Um, Sam Jackson is the one week length for me, and it's not because he's not good. He's just Sam Jackson again, but with a lisp. Yeah. Which is funny for the first little bit, and then I'm like, okay, I don't care anymore. Like, I, I get over that little tiny character quirk, and I'm like, he's just Sam Jackson. Yeah. Like, I I I was so impressed with him in um in Django because it didn't like I didn't think Sam Jackson when I was watching him, which is really really hard to do. Like even yeah. in even in the Star Wars movies, like even though he was like in robes and like had a lightsaber, I was still like it's Sam Jackson. Like he's <laughs> trying really hard not to say fuck right now, <laughs> and um. And I, I don't know. He's not bad. And and he makes a, a funny, kind of goofy, crazy, over-the-top villain in this movie. But I wish they would have gone in a different direction. Did, did you happen to read the IMDb trivia? I did not. The uh, potentials were Tom Cruise, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Idris Elba. Any one of those three I think I would have found more interesting hmm. than... 
I actually would have liked Tom Cruise, but I think I think Tom Cruise or uh, Leonardo would have been would have been a lot of fun. It just I think would have done a great job. I just wouldn't have been as like Leonardo. I would say norm like if this if Wall Street didn't exist, if Wall Street didn't exist, I'd say yes. But he's he, there's nothing that's ever going to be more crazy and over the top than that. So it doesn't well, even, like, even he shouldn't even try. Even like, Django, Django too. Exactly. He yeah. should he, no more no more like villain roles like that because it's done. It's yeah. done, Leo. You've you've you filled you did you did it. You've paid your dues, sir. <laughs> um, but no, I think like Tom Cruise would have been kind of fun. Yeah. Like if he had kind of done his character from Tropic Thunder almost, where he's like just a douche. Like I would have liked that. Yeah. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I I thought the um. I thought the fight scenes and the like the any of the action beats were pretty cool. There was some shaky cam, which I know bothers me sometimes, but I didn't think it was too hard to follow this time around. Yeah. Um I think he does some really interesting things with the camera, especially during a kind of a climactic fight scene three quarters of the way through the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um really, really cool. Um Yeah, I really I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's got its flaws. It's it, like I said, tonally it's a little all over the place, but I think um I think the movie comes together uh, overall in, in the positive column. So, all right, Tim, your thoughts on Kingsman after you burp? <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, it's a crude movie. It's crass. That's true. <laughs> um, this is you're right at home with this right? movie. <laughs> um, I liked it. I'm kind of in the same boat as Willie. It's for better or worse the most Matthew Vaughn movie I think ever made. I mean, this is all him. The tonal shifts are stuff he's done in the past. Mm-hmm. It's very jazzy is a better word, but it like <laughs> it's very hip and cool. And it's got some stuff going on underneath, but it's not really that smart. Yeah. I mean, and it's still very, very, very cheeky yeah. is what this movie is. Um, it's got a performance that I enjoyed from an actor, Sam Jackson, who... Much like Nicolas Cage and Kick-Ass, I haven't enjoyed, but I always liked before. Okay. But Sam Jackson and Nick Cage are very similar in that they will still give a good performance every once in a while, but it's buried of a bunch of lazy crap that they yeah. keep doing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I like the Sam Jackson uh, a little more in this because – a little more than Willie because it felt like – he was going for an old Bond movie is yeah. what he was basically trying to do, and it felt like – one of those old Bond villains that has like an affliction yep. and it was kind of dirty and you're not, and you shouldn't think it's funny and it's really not funny, but like, it's totally funny <laughs> <laughs> um, just because it's Sam Jackson doing it. And it's kind of mean in that way. Um, it, it's, I mean, it's a mean spirited movie. At times. It really is. Yeah. It is. I mean, but his movies can be, yeah. um, um, where else was I going? The action is good. It, uh, the one scene we'll talk about is it's crazy. There was stuff I didn't like about it. Hmm. Um, uh, it almost felt it, this is written by Mark. Is it Miller or Millar? Millar. Millar. I think. I've heard Miller. Yeah. And it's <laughs> just doesn't matter either way. Either but, way. Yeah. The Scottish comic book writer. Yeah. Guy. Who wrote kick ass and who wrote, um, no, Civil, War Civil War and, and uh, Nemesis and it's, and you can tell it's written by him too. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, I think Matthew Vaughn does a really good job of kind of corralling his worser instincts. Yeah. But they're still... They still shine through. They still shine through at times to me, and it bugs me. Um, yeah. But there's some interesting things um, going on in this movie about class and even some um, male-female uh, 
dynamics yeah. that I think that are interesting. I don't, but I don't think it ever, it never really goes full bore into it. I don't think it ever hits it, but I don't think it needs to because it's not that movie. It's a popcorn movie. Yeah. So the fact that it does have something going on, I think, says something. Yeah. So um, overall, yeah, I liked it. All right. Yeah. Um. I. I'm basically a combination of what both of you guys said. I enjoyed the film a lot more than I thought I would. And uh, I, this is one of those movies where I did watch the trailer because I didn't really care. I wasn't really expecting much from it. But uh, I thought I was going to hate the kid going into this. I thought I was going to hate Taron Edgerton. And I was totally wrong. I thought he was pretty fantastic and uh, had a likability to him that I don't think really came through in the trailer very much. Um but other than that, like I, I, I did, I, I think that uh, some of the social commentary, global warming kind of thing that they're working in there, a little kind of useless and just kind of like whatever. Just make it an evil plot because it's an evil plot. Don't make it an evil. Like I get that you want to give some some motivation to what's going on, but you know, uh, I thought a lot of the effects needed a little bit more time in the in the oven. I think they needed a little more money thrown at That's them. That's another Matthew Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like this movie, I think had more than a year to come out, so I don't want to excuse it here very much. Whereas in like in first class, I probably would have been like, "This looks really good for only having like a month and a half to do effects or whatever." What it actually ended up being, but um, so that that bothered me a little bit in some places. Um, I did not like Sam Jackson that much, as Willie said. I think I think it is just kind of a little bit of a phone like a normal sam jackson fair i would have enjoyed somebody a little more interesting in those in that in that chair but um you know what are you gonna do sam jackson gets the job because he does a good job um i loved the cat like the rest of the cast everybody else all the all the the british all of those people like i would I, okay, I don't want to say that because it's a spoiler, but everybody who's there is awesome. I wish there was more of a lot of them, but uh, you know, you don't get to spend a whole lot of time with with some of the people there because it does focus on the kids quite a bit too. And and I thought the kids, like none of the kids, really stood out other than than Roxy and and Eggsy, but um, I thought both of them did did quite a good job with what they were what they were given, and. Uh, Let's see. I know there were a few other things that I wanted to touch on. Um, pacing. I thought the pay. I think the way this movie is structured is really, really strange, and I think that contributes a lot to the um, tonal issues that that really had. And 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 it also makes the movie feel really long. And it's also because the movie's structured really strangely. Like I don't think it's quite. I don't think I could do like three actual acts for this movie. You could kind of draw like somewhat of an arc over the three, but it, it it's more uh, to me it's probably more of like a five act kind of thing. It's really and it's strange. I don't think that was quite necessary. I think they could have cut this movie down a bit and uh it would have been it would have been better for it, but it still worked out pretty well in my opinion. It's it's weird because this movie is almost a marriage of like the three movies that I know him from before. Like, I mean, in a lot of ways, this is kind of like X Men First Class because you've got the young kids training under some sort of secret government watchful eye, and yeah, having rivalries and r- kind of maybe romances and stuff. And then like, it's got the the ultra violence of Kick Ass, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I don't know. It's it's I just thought about that. Like, it's funny how like and then Layer Cake. It's kind of got that British 
flair and charm about it. You know yeah. what I mean? So I don't know. It's kind of that's kind of funny to me. I, I, it's it's like he took everything he learned from the last few movies he's made, and he's like, yeah, let's dump it into this bad boy. Like, let's see what we can see what we can do. No, I think this is the movie he's been trying to make. Yeah, for a while now. Yeah. And it's interesting because I heard I read that he only used like three characters from the actual comic book. We should note this is based. It's based on a comic book. It's Secret Service. Just, yeah. yeah. So, um, I think he definitely made it his own, which I think is good. And as Tim said, he did a good job of wrangling the the out there parts of Mark Miller Millar's. Well, know. he's. A, I mean, you remember Mark for all it's worth, and I don't hate everything he's ever done. I actually like quite a bit of it. He's, yeah, he's a very good idea man. It's yep. just mm-hmm. sometimes he gets he gets taken over by his yeah. own. Yeah, yeah. I think he he's one of those guys that he's got a lot to say, mm-hmm. and comic books are are a vehicle that he chooses to kind of voice his opinions or his thoughts on what's going on in the world. And that's great, but I think that sometimes he gets so pissed off about what he's writing about that it just gets kind of mean and preachy and like yeah, it, it, it's it's got all the subtlety of like uh, a sledgehammer to the forehead. So yeah. I, I like him. I, I think yeah, I think he's an interesting guy. It's just sometimes it's like, come on, Mark, like yeah. pump the brakes a <laughs> bit, it in, buddy. little bit, you know. Let's put out a let's put out a product that's not just like doesn't seem angry at yeah. everything. Yeah, I would like to see Matthew Vaughn move away from the Mark. Miller adaptations at this point. Yeah, well, we'll see. Maybe he'll do Nemesis next. I don't know. Like the other big Mark Millar creator-owned uh, comic. I just, I just, I think Matthew Vaughn's talents exceed Mark Miller's. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. I don't think he should build his career off of adapting. I don't another, want this yeah. to be another Johnny Depp, Tim Burton kind of thing. Yeah, no, I agree. Going on, I think Vaughn's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think he's definitely got. A good amount of flair to him and an and actual technical proficiency that he should try and spend it on other things, but I don't know. I'd be down with Vaughn doing a doing a Star Wars movie. Or yeah. I mean, you know, he's one of those guys that when they said they were doing Star Wars spinoffs and stuff, I was like, Matthew Vaughn would be cool. Like he could do something neat with it. Yeah. Make it kind of crazy and stuff. But I'd like to see what his original, like some of his original stuff would be. I don't know yeah. if he, I don't know if he writes. I don't know, you know what I mean? I don't know if Did he not uh, did he not do the comic or do the graphic write, co-write the graphic novel? Do the graphic novel? Uh, <laughs> co-write the graphic novel with Miller. Which Why? one? Uh, the the Secret Service. Was he? I, I don't that? I don't think so, but oh, I, I could be wrong. I okay. could be wrong. I think that came out three years ago. I Did think it? it was another another case where, along with Kick Ass, like he would they were working on these things like side by side. So it might have been you know, kind of like that. But maybe he could team up with uh, Brian K. Vaughn. And they could go on like tour and become Vaughn like a Vaughn. traveling the, the two Vons. Brian K. Vaughn's awesome. Yeah, yeah he's great. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be down for a Matthew Vaughn. Why the last man? Actually, now there's a man who has a lot to say and does it well, pretty perfectly. Ex Machina would be good because oh yeah, because it's very political. Very and political. It's very slanted towards one side, and it's a side that I think Matthew Vaughn might favor. Might favor. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all yeah. It's also kind of angry, if I recall. I haven't read the whole thing. But yeah, it's a it's it's a little more. It's not as, I guess, over the top. As, it's a different type of yeah. anger, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, uh, he wrote Pride of Baghdad, which was awesome. Okay. I don't know if you read that, not but it's, read that. it's cool. I mean, it'd make a cool, like, uh, short, yeah. I think, or like some sort of animated short or something. I think it'd be really cool. But I don't know. Sorry. We're on Matthew Vaughn. We're on <laughs> Brian, no. Brian, Brian K. Vaughn now. Hey, you know, I want to see some Brian K. Vaughn hit the, hit the screen. Cause yeah. Because he's, he's pretty sweet. Very talented. Very, very talented. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed it overall. Oh, the... Um, there's a pug in this movie. Yeah. Oh. He's adorable. He's yep. great. 
and yep. he, oh, there's a scene in it. And then there, the um, the um, the henchman in this, the female henchman yeah. with the uh, with the knife legs, yep. is the coolest Bond henchman in forever. Yeah. Right? She's awesome in this. Yeah, yeah, she was really cool. She might be my favorite part of the movie. And I, 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 that might be another reason I think I like the Sam Jackson performance a little more than you guys. I really like the way they played off each other. It yeah, was really think... funny the way they were together when they were together. Yeah, yeah. I did. I did like her a lot. I, it's, and I think they did work well to get together. But it, you know. I don't know. Sam Jackson, I it's I don't know. It's just one of those things where I think I've got a little Sam Jackson fatigue. Oh, I think oh, I think it's hard not to. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, uh we will take a quick break and then we'll be right back in spoiler Terry for Kingsman the Secret Service. Willie, stop hitting your microphone. Sorry. <laughs> Here we are in spoiler Terry for Kingsman the Secret Service. I was so damn bummed that Jack Davenport died in that in that first scene. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was so suave. He, he was busted he was in that room. So awesome. And it's just I was so bummed because he, he was sweet. But it you know, I don't know. I don't know what else there is to say about it. I did not realize that, that was Mark Hamill at all. Oh, that's, that's right, you said that after. I had no idea. Mark that was Hamill's Mark Hamill. awesome in this. He's pretty good. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 who, like, it was good, but I had no idea that was Mark. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, he's, um, yeah, he was funny. Yeah. He's like a schlubby history. Yeah, history. yeah. It, it's kind of a bummer that we missed out on, like, maybe years of Mark Hamill roles like this. Yeah. I know, <laughs> I know. he's good at it, yeah. He kind of, he almost kind of robbed us of, of, I mean, well, he, he, I know he did a lot of voice work and stuff like that. Right. But, Gosh, he's so much fun in this. He is, and he's yeah. fun in Jane and Bob Strike Back too. He is. Yeah. So I'm like, oh man, I want more like villainous, villainous uh, Mark Hamill roles. They're kind of gross Mark Hamill roles. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's good at playing that because he's he's kind of gross. He's kind of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, in the in the graphic novel, Mark Hamill's the first person that Valentine abducts. So yeah, the actual kinda, Mark Hamill. Yeah. yeah. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Instead of Iggy Azalea, which <laughs> what the that, hell? Was, that was kind of funny too. <laughs> there was a really funny celebrity cameo. There was an Ob- Obama cameo. In that was really it was good. Hysterical. That yeah. was really good. You and I turned at each other and just started laughing at that. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I thought was really funny, the little like product placement, the McDonald's product placement was so good. Yeah. Dude. That was the best friggin' McDonald's. Like, I wanted McDonald's so damn bad <laughs> right? after seeing that. I wanted a Big Mac so bad. Oh, oh man. It was... So, good job. Yeah. They, and I wasn't even mad about it. Like, no. I wasn't even mad about, like, McDonald's being thrust in my face. It was so funny. It was a good joke. It was yeah. great. But... I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I wish they hadn't killed off everybody, it feels like. Yeah, that was another thing. Yeah, that's um, what we talk about. Yeah. I, I mean, I... I I at first I was pissed that Colin Firth kind of bit it, and yeah. then I I was like, you know what? It's actually pretty good for the the lead character to to be able to kind of come into his own and have a reason to. But I I was a little bummed about that, and and then you know Michael Caine of course biting it, and and the guy in the beginning. I'm like I'm hoping that if we, if we were to get a sequel to this, that we'd get like a group of Kingsmen that were all like esteemed British actors. Yeah, like even if they're in like little roles, like just grab all the people from Harry Potter. And oh throw yeah, him in. like like give me give me Jim Broadbent in there like I want Gary to Oldman's there. Oh, give it to me. Well, that's <laughs> the know? thing. Like I would, I I really loved the idea that they were like all named after Knights of the that Round. That was awesome. That was that was awesome. That's a beautiful little bit of like world building that they did. I thought that was very sweet. cool. But um, 
Like, it'd be interesting to see, like, who fills in. Like, who's Arthur going to be now? I don't know. Is Merlin going to graduate to Arthur? I don't know. Uh, we don't know how it works, necessarily. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I would think it'd be sweet if they got Pierce in there. Oh! oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. Give me, give, just give me a couple. I don't, I don't want them to, to, to blow their load too soon. <laughs> throw, throw in, like, Pierce and give me, like, like Hiddleston or something, you know, so we can get a couple more guys in there. Yeah, that would, be, that would be pretty awesome. It would be sweet. And plus, it, it, this, this movie is kind of a send-up to the, the, the Bond movies. And that, I mean, they, they mentioned James Bond, Jason Bourne. What if, the re- what if the rest of the Kingsmen are all just former James Bonds? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can dig Connery at him. Or t- no, we can't do that. That's not going to happen. No. He wouldn't even stand on stage with the rest of the Bonds, so nope. I don't think it's going to happen. No. Nope. Um, no, I, I, I'm, I think it'd be neat if they brought a couple other British guys in there. would do that. Yeah, I think Dalton would do that. Dalton would be good. Yeah, Dalton would be really good at this. He'd be into it. Yeah, he'd be into it. It's kind of rough and tumble now. Yeah. You know, well, he always goes kind of rough and tumble. He was funny in Hot Fuzz. Yeah, yeah. he's good in a uh, uh, Penny Dreadful. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I want more esteemed, fantastic British like actors. Us. Hey, man, for a sequel to this movie, if a sequel were to happen. Yeah, I agree. Which I I'd agree. be in support of. I don't think Matthew Vaughn should do it. I think that he should. Step away and let somebody else. Although jump there was in, a there, and he's good at doing that, as we've kind of said. Like yeah, he left from first class, he left from kick ass, he left. It, it you know, it he doesn't happen. want to make a sequel. Clearly, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, he he had some comments about maybe a sequel would explore like American Kingsman, but I'm like, no, that doesn't just give no. Me... The fun of this is that it's British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think it it'd be fine to introduce that as kind of like a like. There are there the, to introduce a group that is an American kind of the equivalent of the Kingsmen, but don't make that the focus. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't my, know. My my impression was that the Kingsmen were like it was worldwide British guys just doing black ops for the greater good of the universe. Right. Yeah. But, but I, and if if there were American Kingsmen, I'd want them to be like have like a billion pouches and like. <laughs> Like, like have, all have beards and shit. <laughs> like, like I want to be really gruff and gross. Like the exact opposite of the the. Right. Like it would be like a like a motorcycle club instead of like a like a like a tailor. That they'd... <laughs> well, all, yeah, like all Jack Bowers. Right, all Jack Bowers. <laughs> Which is another really funny joke in this movie. Yeah. It's really good. So it's just a gap. It's yeah. a gap story. Yes, where they... <laughs> yes. It's it's an old navy. <laughs> they go into the they 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 shake the mannequin's hand at the old navy and they drop down to the. <laughs> Oh man! Oh my goodness! They all wear uh, New Balance and yeah. uh, polos. So, I uh, I'll say for for the main character, I liked the journey that he went on, but I didn't like the idea that like as soon as he got the suit on, he started acting like he, he even like it's fine for him to act like a gentleman, but I didn't want him to remove his affectation the way that like his accent. I didn't want because. Colin Firth is basically he's very much like it's not about how you're talking; it's about how you act. Like I, I was, I thought that was a little incongruous. Yeah, but, I get that. I get that. Um, but overall, I liked, I liked that that arc. Um, I liked a lot of the humor into this movie, even that the like the ending joke. Oh man, there! I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jim, Jim, you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Dive right in. <laughs> No, I want to talk about this, though, because it kind of sums up my feelings towards the movie a little. This movie ends on an anal sex joke. It ends, yeah. It yeah. ends on an anal sex joke. And it's an excellent anal sex joke. <laughs> uh, it, who is it? It's the princess of, of Sweden? S- Sweden, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think or it's the princess Norway of Sweden. Or something. She's captured. Some Nordic. And she agrees that if uh, the main character saves the world, that they will have anal intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> 
and he saves the world, and he rushes back. Like it's it's with, the first with, thing he thinks of. With champagne. <laughs> with champagne like and it's, it's beautiful because the, like, the first thing you see him do afterwards, he picks up the two glasses and gets a bottle of champagne, and you immediately know like that's exactly where he's headed to and go. That, and that's hysterical. Oh, yeah. And then... It, it's so weird to me because it goes too far to me because they show <laughs> yeah. a shot of his glasses and then they show a shot of the Swedish princesses of, the, of her butt. Yeah. And like as he's approaching it, as he's approaching <laughs> it, and this is how the movie ends. And it sums up the movie for me because it's really kind of in its own way, clever and funny and immature, but cheeky. And <laughs> oh God. And then, <laughs> but. Yikes. It's that's the last thing you see in this movie. It kind of leads a bad, a bad taste, a bad impression to me because it's yeah, it's just it's it's not how I wanted it necessarily to end because it it just felt like it went one step too far. It's so weird to me, and that's kind of how the whole movie felt yeah. at times to me. The um the act uh, the action scene in the church mm-hmm. is technically like amazing, but I just I felt like I had seen it before in kick-ass it just kind of felt like it was just it was one of those things where you could you could tell like he's like i'm gonna make this so over the top so over the top to the point where like oh my god you're trying really hard to make this over the top i mean free bird blaring and people are i didn't like i wasn't sometimes i get a little bothered by the use of free bird in movies this felt like a condescending use of free bird (laughs) and i wish people would understand that free free bird is awesome it is (laughs) it's still amazing and awesome (laughs) And this movie, it almost feels like it's taking taking the piss, as they would say, out at Freebird, and I, I did appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> what's What's the best use of Freebird in a movie? Uh, Devil's Rejects. Absolutely. Yeah. Well done, sir. Yeah. It's, the only the only other beautiful, Freebird Alex. use I can think of is like Elizabeth Town. Okay. Yeah, it was really good in that movie too, actually. Uh, Cameron but, Crowe seems to appreciate Freebird. Yeah, he's a fan. <laughs> he, I'm not sure Matthew Vaughn and Mark Millar <laughs> appreciate Freebird as much as a good red blooded American. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As the British, the, as the the upper crust British man kills all of them. Yes. Like, don't get me wrong; they're gross people in that in the yeah. in the church there. But of course, they make them so gross that you're like, yeah, kill them. Like, <laughs> it's just. But I will say this: this movie though is an equal opportunity offender because it craps all over the upper class too yeah. and it's really good at doing that and that's really funny that stuff is really funny the ending where uh all the the high society's heads blow up into fireworks yeah sam jackson has a lie to that too like he goes what happened to my music or something like because the party <laughs> or no the party music starts doesn't it yeah after right. everybody's dead everybody's head is blown up and the yep. party music starts it, it was probably the hardest i laughed during the movie it was probably one of my favorite jokes in the movie so yeah um yeah, like I said, overall a lot of a lot of really interesting, funny stuff to say, but I'm not sure if it didn't go past that point. But yeah, that's Matthew Vaughn. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's some. You, I mean, you can you can push the envelope to a certain extent. Like if you if you can push it to that point where you're on the verge of laughing and and being disgusted by what you're watching, that's a great point to hit. Mm-hmm. You know, from a director like Matthew Vaughn. But every once in a while, he shoots himself in the foot. You know, just by by crossing that line to that, like showing, like the, like you said, like the butt on the monitor at the end was so unnecessary at right. that point. Like the joke was great already, yeah. And just him closing the door was enough of a punchline. Exactly. Line. That's that was that was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. And then that I'm like, eh, that's not as funny. Yeah. It kind of <laughs> takes it kind of it kind of deflates the the joke a little bit. But I don't know. It's yeah. There's moments like that in this movie that you're kind of like, why? Like yeah. you, you 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 were doing good and yeah. 
Oh, there was another thing I want to touch on real quick. Sure. Um, Roxy, the female. Yep. I really liked her this yep. entire movie. She was amazing and awesome. And yep. then they do a really cool thing. I thought they were going a real cool thing where basically they do kind of a gender reversal in a way where like he's just using his like looks and suaveness and like to seduce people. And she's actually doing the dirty work and she's strapped to two balls basically yeah. going up to the atmosphere. And it's really – and it's shaped like a penis. And it's really funny. But then they don't – I wanted her to come back. I wanted them to team up at the end. Yeah. Like I kind of wanted her to come in and save the day and have them team – I thought that would be awesome. But yeah. then they just totally kind of forget about her and she stands there. And, like, talks on the phone she, to his mom. She calls his mom, yeah. She calls his mom, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. Like, I thought they were going a different route with it mm-hmm. than they did. Yeah. yeah. I thought they were going to have all the Kingsmen show up at the end. Like, yeah. I thought that that was going to be the, like, how is he going to get out of this situation? You know what I mean? And, and I was a little bummed that that didn't happen because mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen more of a bigger uh, battle scene with more people involved than just, like, one on, eight, like, 80, you know? Yeah. Um, and I am, I'm happy they did not kill Mark Strong, though. Thank yeah. goodness, because I thought for a second there he was gone, and yeah. I was like, "What a nice, understated, but but fun performance from Mark Strong." Yeah, you know, yeah. he doesn't have to be covered in makeup or have to ham it up at all. He's just, just a guy putting on a Scottish accent. And, yeah, and yeah. and I I enjoyed him a lot. I thought yep. he was kind of cool. It was kind of cool to see Mark Strong in that like techie role. Yep, because he's almost always kind of the grunt. Like he's always always like the if he if he plays a military character, he's always the guy in the front line with the machine gun. You know. And I was happy to see him kind of take a back seat and play kind of a nerd. It was yeah. kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that he was Merlin was kind of neat, yeah. too. You yeah. know, he's the wizard. <laughs> he's the one that makes shit happen behind the scenes. So yep. I kind of like that. That was that was pretty sweet. Yeah. Very cool. Any other thoughts? I don't know. I did. Uh, Willie brought up the, the, the shaky cam, but it didn't really bother me that much. I felt like I... I didn't feel like they were trying to hide anything with the shaky cam, which is when shaky cam really bothers me. When you're moving the camera so much that I have absolutely no idea what's going on, I don't know. But when you're moving the camera just enough to make me re- like wonder, is that really Colin Firth doing all of this? Then I'm pretty okay with it because I can kind of like I can get a good look at his face at least. And apparently, supposedly, he did like eighty percent of his stunts or something like that, which is awesome. But yeah, yeah. they they apparently filmed the whole church thing in one take as well. Yeah, I mean, that's insane. Yeah, so that's. Pretty sweet, but it's not the raid insane, but it's still insane. No, yeah, the raid's got some some real insane stuff in it. <laughs> well, that's I mean, honestly, that was part of my problem with a lot of um, the the insane stuff in this movie is he relies so much on the CG, yeah. and it's not it's great not, no. either. And it's been a problem with me in a couple of his movies that I think I can't remember if Kickass had some. Wonky, because isn't the part where Nick Cage burns alive in Kick-Ass? It's pretty weird. It's awful yeah. looking, and yeah. it kind of hurts. Um, There's a couple of like decapitations and stuff too that don't look good. Yep, yeah. spoilers for Kick-Ass, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too late. Um, so it kind of hurts it overall, honestly, and that was part of my problem with it. And then there's there's a like the the big shot in the final battle between the two is really kind of goofy looking. Yeah. yeah. They're both in the air, and it like slow mo's and it's really goofy looking, kind of hurt. That it's not good. And like most of the the, the henchmen, her her uh, blade legs, like a lot of the time, any times those show up, they look really, really weirdly done and yes. just half baked in terms of mm-hmm. image. And it, it would be one thing if the entire movie was a big cartoon comic book. Yeah, but it's not. It's it's kind of it. it 
like Kick-Ass, and that was one of my problems with Kick-Ass, but I overall liked it. It was kind of another movie that had tried to have its cake and eat it, too, with that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it never yeah. fully commits to one or the other, but yeah. overall, still very fun. And I was like, even as soon as the opening credits when when the names and 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 the movie logo and everything were like coming out of the rubble explosion oh to uh, money for nothing yeah, to, to to money for nothing i thought that was a cool sequence but i like as soon as the letters were like popping out that way and seeing how they looked i was like which is weird and i was ready to be like okay maybe maybe this is just for the titles but then you start watching the rest of the movie like yeah none of these effects feel like they've reached the final pass yeah so. and that might have just been a budgetary constraint too yeah, yeah. i don't know so, I know it sounds like we didn't like it, but we did. Oh, I know. Yeah. No, I, think, I think I think it's I think it's good to raise a. Yeah, no. There's just the, this movie has its flaws, and yeah. I think it's important to talk about. It. But it it really is. It's an enjoyable movie, oh, and I, I think thought, yeah, for the most part, yeah. I had a blast. Yeah, um, yeah, I had a good time. I think we all had like pretty whatever expectations in the first. Yeah, that my yeah mine were set to pretty low. I mean, I didn't really have any. I was like, yeah, okay. I didn't really know much about it other than. I knew it was a spy movie of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the trailers almost sold it kind of, maybe I'm wrong. I didn't see the Red Band trailer. Never mind. I was, I was going to say the regular trailers kind of sold it like, like a divergent, like young adult thing. Yeah, a little bit. And that was funny because there were a lot of kids in our theater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which was yeah. funnier to me. Yeah. That, we had a very odd theater experience. It, it was, was a very, so weird. It was a very small theater. Somebody pulling burgers um, out of their pocket. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very small theater. First of all, it was packed. Yeah. Um, there was a person in the background that i think was hiccuping but it was like exorcist sounds yeah. <laughs> like throughout the movie and then like literally the entire audience started laughing at one point when she did it yeah did you did you catch that yep yeah, yeah. um there was a guy that was sitting directly to the right of me that was pulling uh mcdonald no they were hunter, hunter, house. hunter house cheeseburgers out of his pockets yeah. and eating them i was delicious i was real jealous um i i was real weirded out but um oh there was a there was a person back snoring loudly yes. very loud yeah um yeah there were children right in front right in front of um, us and whose mother was laughing maniacally at the anal sex joke as, as she should yeah. um and yeah it was interesting it was a very interesting yeah theater I, think, experience. I think the i think that particular theater the theaters are so small the screens are so small that it gets a little intimate. Yeah, pretty intimate, especially when you have a full showing. Yeah, Fifty so. Shades of Grey would be very interesting in that, <laughs> in that theater. Oh, the, the people don't know what we're doing here in a couple minutes. Well, I'll, I'll give it a little bit of prep at the end here, but, yeah. Um, nope, I've got nothing. All right. Yep, I'm good. No other final thoughts? No, right. um, yeah, I think... If you know what you're getting into, you'll enjoy don't it. take your children. No, don't take. No, yeah, this the movie's rated R. That's the thing, yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, and the pug scene. I didn't talk about the pug scene. Talk about the pug scene. Oh my god, is that intense? It's the most intense part of the movie. He, totally. um, they basically his final test, I think, is to they tell him to kill the pug. This pug he's raised since he yeah. was a puppy, and and it's just become somehow more adorable. Yeah, yeah, and he points the gun at this pug, and I like. I like gasped. I was, I was, I was like, "What are they gonna do here?" Yeah, like, I didn't know if they were gonna do it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I was worried about it. Yeah. He doesn't do it, which, which is, which is a nice character moment too, and a nice character moment for Roxy because she totally pulls the trigger. Yeah. Which uh, was cool, but yeah. And at least do a funny stuffed jo- dog joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I like Colin for his house. I want to see more of that. Right. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's that was that was. He had awesome. like a butterfly collection. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I liked his collection of Sun articles that kind of like yeah, marked his, his career. His career. Yeah, it was neat. I like that one of them was Brad Pitt ate my sandwich was the headline. I know. I kept reading the headlines. There's some really funny ones in the background. Yeah. I, 
I did, I don't remember all of them, but the Brad Pitt one was really funny. Yeah, but I, I just I feel like they did an awesome job of world building and character building too. They did, which is cool. I, that's why that's the one reason I'd be interested to see a sequel is I think yeah. they did a good job of establishing what the universe is like. And yeah. and now that I I think now knowing what the tone is going to be going into it will make it a, a smoother transition, you know, coming yeah. into a second one. So yeah. We'll see. I, and may, maybe like a different creative team too would be able to just kind of iron out the tone yeah, and a little bit, you know, level things off a bit. This yeah. made some money. Yeah. 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 yeah, it did. I think 35, 35 million opening weekend. Which is which is against against Fifty Shades of Grey, which made like eighty something million. Which is quite impressive that it did that. Yeah. So. so I yeah, I'd be down to see a sequel. Yep. So all right. And that about wraps it up for our full review of Kingsman the Secret Service. Uh, as always, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Write to us. Let, let us know what you think of Kingsman or any of the other stuff that we talk about or about our show in general. Please write. We like hearing from you. Um, at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on Facebook and Vine. And 248-7335-MFN, which is 248-7335-636, is where you would leave us a voicemail so we can play it on the show and talk about it. Uh, next week, I don't really know what's happening yet. There's a few irons in the fire. Uh, we've got some some passes to a movie that's coming out soon that I might want to try and catch. Maybe we'll review that. Uh, if you've been paying attention to our Facebook page, there's also a Tim and Lance and I may be doing something for Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so there's there's a few things going on. We'll we'll figure out. You'll know for sure by uh, probably by Saturday. Oh, I'm gonna know for sure tonight. Yeah, you are. But uh, <laughs> anyway, keep an eye out. You'll know what we're what we're reviewing. the The movie that I have passed this for is Focus, and uh, that's the new Will Smith film. Uh, whether or not we review it next week, I would like to review it at some point. So we shall see. Uh, that's about it. Kyle X Y, go watch a movie.